to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm zach mostly <laughs> mostly yeah no it makes sense let's just move on Yo. Um, <laughs> all right so a little bit of good news to get our day started today because it is kind of an odd day but f- first things first czar is finally going to be back on saturday he finally uh felt good enough to record we actually just got done recording saturday's episode first still a little zonked zooted and zoinked but nice. he's actually going to be able to be here on saturday yes thank you good wordplay i'm here for the wordplay i'm here for the hot takes and the wordplay i was just here because you guys were cute but okay that's fine I am cute. I appreciate fa- someone finally acknowledging that. I'm cute, <laughs> damn it. Hell yeah. All right, so the truth about today's episode, we don't have a ton of huge pieces of news <laughs> going truth. on. All we have... <laughs> We've got nothing to hide. Yes, yeah, the truth. <laughs> but, but what we do have are a bunch of smaller stories that are worth touching on. And honestly... We've got a lot of little things that don't make it into the script all the time just because we feel like they're not worth touching on. But when we have a bunch of these little things, it can make for a very good episode, which is why today we're not doing normal gaming news. Today, we are doing Half-Baked Takes. A segment that Zach made a very long time ago, actually, where we just go over a bunch of smaller news stories that are worth talking about and that we think are super interesting. So... Yeah, that's happening now, and I can't wait. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Cue the intro music. (laughs) No, no, that already happened. Oh. Oh, uh, then cut to commercial. (laughs) Cut to commercial. (laughs) 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 All right, what's up first, JP? All right, so first article comes to us from VG247.com. What is this website? Uh, Video game 24-7, JP. Oh, that makes sense. Sorry, I've got smooth brain syndrome. <laughs> SBS is dangerous. Don't joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, Zach. Got him. Huh? All right. Uh, first piece of news today. The Elder Scrolls 6 still in design phase will require additions to Creation Engine 2. A little bit in this article from Stephanie Nunnally. Wow, what a name. While we already know it's going to be a while before The Elder Scrolls 6 is released, it appears it may be a bit longer than we have hoped. According to Bethesda Game Studios director Todd Howard, The Elder Scrolls 6 is still currently in the quote-unquote design stage, and it will build on the Creation Engine 2, which is being used to develop Starfield. Okay. So, Zach, I think you're the one who included this. What do you think about this guy? Well... First off, didn't include it. So wrong. Okay. Secondly, <laughs> right off the bat. Smooth, smooth brain, smooth brain. All right. So um, good news, bad news. Uh, good news is I was right. Uh, wait a second. No, wait. Good news is Peaches was right. Okay. Dang it. Ah, 
died saying that. Peach just said this game would be far away, and he was right. <laughs> um, but the good news is Starfield, that CGI trailer looked gorgeous. So at least Elder Scrolls 6 CGI uh, trailer will probably look gorgeous. You know, that's like cause and effect or something, right? Um, holy crap, guys. Revealed at E3 2018, and we won't see it until, like, see it until after Starfield comes out. Which means we won't see it next E3, so we probably won't see it until 2023 in the summer. No! Yeah, that's going to be a while away from its announcement. And we're still rolling off of the hype train from Skyrim, too. So <laughs> Skyrim still has a few years of life in it, I guess. We're just squeezing that for all it's fucking worth when at this Skyrim point. come out just nine? Just eleven? Oh, my God. Is it that old? Yeah. Peaches, internet me. It's slightly over 10 years old now. Hot damn. Wow. It's nuts, dude. We're uh, just old ass gamers out here. So. <sighs> oh, my God. We're so old. I hate it. I hate being this old because I remember when Skyrim first came Back out. Back in my day, you had and the th- manual save. No, it's automatic save bullshit. Oh, my God. Man- Most kids these days don't even know what a manual save is. Remember when you would save your Pokemon game and then you'd be like, wait, did I save it? Oh, shit. Better save it again. Better save it again. (laughs) (laughs) Before you know it, you spent five minutes just saving the game. Yeah, exactly. On a serious note, um, yeah, if they're using the same engine that they're using to develop Starfield for the next Elder Scrolls, I think we're in for a very huge treat because I know we didn't get a lot of gameplay from the Starfield trailer, but... What we did see looked unbelievably good, and I really do have a lot of hopes that this is going to all just turn out really good for Bethesda. So, yay! Yeah, and you know what? I just can't wait for our next screen cap of a picturesque mountainside for the promo for Elder Scrolls 6. I think we're all looking forward to that at (laughs) E3 2023. Oh, we'll be there to report on it, baby. The thing is, like, it's, it's very noteworthy that Bethesda has come out and said that they are not going to fully start working on Elder Scrolls until Starfield is fully released, which, at the again, the preliminary date is November 2022. So my best estimate, at the very earliest, we see Elder Scrolls 6 in 2024 at the very earliest. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you, because if they release it any sooner than that, it's going to be garbage. <laughs> Can you imagine a Bethesda game with bugs, JP? <laughs> oh, no, oh. Zach, never. That never happens. That's true. I mean, they wouldn't okay, but do the, that. But the difference is now they've got Big Papa Xbox looking over them, making sure, hey, you better make this game complete. And Bethesda's like, but I don't want to. <laughs> no, Big Pop Microsoft's like, oh, we bought you. Just you do your thing, man. Like They're, the, they're playing the cool stepdad role. It's going to bite him in the butt here. <laughs> the cool stepdad. Yeah, nah, we, we did incomplete games. <laughs> like, yeah, you could smoke pot in the house just as long as we can watch you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, I'm really curious to see like what the Creation Engine 2 looks like because I don't know if we've seen a game made off of it yet. I will check to confirm that now. But as of I, as far as I know, nothing's been made on it yet. Well, here's an idea. While you're looking that up, why don't you take a look at the next Half-Baked Take? What are we talking about next? We are talking about PlayStation picking up a couple of new game devs to join Sony. So this one's especially quick because, I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time. But they picked up a uh, the people that made Returnal, uh, Housemark, 
Um, so mm-hmm. Sony now owns them and Nix's software as well. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Sony has enough uh, devs making games exclusively for them. But you know, I, you know, might as well add the guys that just made you know. A, I don't know how big was Returnal for PS5. Was it big? I don't really think it was. It was. It was pretty moderate. The hype wasn't as big as I thought it would be, but it sold moderately well. It was well received. But I think where this is really going to come in handy with the uh, Nixus acquisition is um, these guys are responsible for almost all of the Tomb Raider games that have come out in like the last decade. And Tomb Raider's gotten pretty damn big. They've also done uh, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, which I know was somewhat popular. So they don't have n- nothing. They've got a little bit of cool stuff. Well, in, uh, unfortunately, like- I, I, I hate to cut you off and uh, give you the bad news, but a- according to Sony itself, no, you like doing this. Nix's software <laughs> is going to be more focused on in-house technical and uh, developmental capabilities not as focused on creating new games that are going to be Sony exclusives. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm perfectly okay with that because where PlayStation could really use some work is in their software development (laughs) is in like their system navigation. It may be simple the way you get from apps to apps, but like, I don't know. Everything else seems like overly convoluted in my opinion from the PlayStation store, especially when it comes to like party chat system, opening parties, like inviting friends to game. Like it used to be so simple with PlayStation and then it got a little convoluted. Um, But obviously we also have the news that we learned recently that PlayStation is going to be working more closely with Discord, which I'm extremely excited about. Who knows? Maybe Nixus is working closely to make sure that that kind of merger happens successfully. Who knows what they're going to do? Yeah, I mean, that'd be uh, pretty cool to, you know, uh, if they're helping integrate Discord with PlayStation more seamlessly. Honestly, like it's impossible for us as outsiders to know exactly what they'll be working on. But I trust that, you know. They're, they're, they're going to do their jobs. They're going to do it well. I totally agree. Zach, you are now a PlayStation stan. How do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like... Do we make the joke about how like Microsoft and PlayStation are just buying everything right now? We did not, but you feel free to insert it here. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're at War Boys, and PlayStation just shot back twice. Bam, bam. Insert cool dramatic explosion effect with me, like Robert Downey Jr. in front of like something exploding. Ooh. Yeah, Zar, insert explosion sounds here. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Wait. Why? Why did? Why do we need to insert a Robert Downey Jr. walking away from an explosion? This is an audio podcast. I. I, I don't know I what to tell, tell you. you. Use yeah, your imagination. <laughs> All right. I don't know what you want from me anymore, Chess. What do you want from me? Be nice. All right. So, so uh, Peaches, you gave us more of the hot takes on Nixus joining. Zach, do you want to talk a little bit more about Housemark joining the PlayStation Studio crew? Uh, yeah. So, well, yeah. So that was Housemark Marquis. Is that how you say it? I, it, it could be Housemark. I, it could be either. I yeah. What the hell? Like, how do you, House Marquis? Maybe. Because I think Marquis is spelled slightly different. I'll. <laughs> I can double check that as well. House Marquee joins as a first party studio and like uh, Ches alluded to earlier they made um, Returnal so I, I think this is good it, it, like you guys said it had moderate approval 
Um, so I yeah, see, Marquis usually has two E's. This has one E. So House Mark. I think it's this House Mark. Hmm. Now I feel silly. I mean, you could still be right. Maybe they pronounce it House Mark even without the second E. But and I think this is the really important thing we need to hammer down in this article. How to say it? House Mark. Probably. <laughs> it's located in Finland, so I'm gonna go with House Marquis. That just sounds like a Finland kind of thing, okay? Uh, they got over 26 years of experience. That's all in the article from Escapist Magazine. And so um, I think more is better, you know? So that's so, good. JP, I'm struggling. Help so me out. So up to this... <laughs> I got you, buddy. So up until this point, here's the thing about House Marquis. They're... Cl- House Mar- I'll call them House Mark. Here's the thing about One House One of us is going to be right. They're clear... Yeah, right. <laughs> it's actually House Marquette. Yeah, if we say, just just say them all, we'll, we got to be right with one of them, right? <laughs> Damn it. So essentially with this studio, the absolute truth is they haven't made a lot of like super popular games. In fact, they're, most of them have been kind of under the radar. In fact, like their biggest project to date is definitely Returnal, which to give them absolute credit for is one hell of a game. And it looks like they've been going in the sci-fi direction for a while with other games like uh, Super Stardust HD in 2007, all the way up to like Matterfall in 2017. But Returnal is like their big name. But it's also now like one of the biggest reasons to get a PlayStation 5, in my opinion. So it's not nothing. Again, this is just another acquisition that's going to add even more clout for PlayStation. I'm happy for them because Housemark gets a good home and PlayStation has more fun stuff to mess around with. PlayStation me a good home. Sick joke, JP. That's foreshadowing. Yeah, th- yeah I mean, th- we're actually pretty PlayStation heavy in this one, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if PlayStation's really that great to work with later. I guess we will. Now, I have the smoothest brain. <laughs> <laughs> Your insults don't touch me with my smooth brain. <laughs> um, with that being said, I'm also going to take the second one because I made sure to throw this in. I figured. Um, so this is coming to us from uh, IGN and Adam Bankhurst. Um, it's actually, it's honestly, I don't even need to read from the article this on this one because, guys, I, I hate to be the one to give you this bad news. Uh, at GP, I know this especially hurts you given that we haven't really gotten to talk about Mass Effect a lot today. Um, Mass Effect and Dragon Age are both not going to be at the EA Play coming up. You said so many things that I don't care about in that sense. <laughs> let's let's make it clear. I don't have anything against Mass Effect. I hope to play it very soon. I hate EA. I hate EA so unbelievably much. And I absolutely support you in your hatred for them. All right, so what's going on in this article, Peaches? It's literally, it's it's an article to tell you about something that's not going to be at EA Play. Uh, let's let's be real, video game journalism is, you know, you gotta you gotta have news pumping out twenty four seven. This is just the latest. It's a, it's like a one paragraph. It, it, there's not going to be Mass Effect or Dragon Age. Can you imagine? making like a quick thing that's just not like very well thought out and just throwing it out. Gah. 
Could, I mean, could you? No, play? We I'm never not, I'm do not that. bashing these games journalists because they have a job to do, and like this is important news to get out there. It's just there's not a lot to say, and I can appreciate that this person got to the point in like a paragraph and a half. I'm totally so. Not I guess like it's about me. <laughs> no, everything's about Zach. I appreciate just getting straight to the point. Well, I mean, I guess then that just leaves like our personal feelings about it. So, Peaches, I mean, I guess how do you feel about this news? Um, I'm a little disappointed that there's not going to be Dragon Age because Dragon Age is coming up a lot more quickly than the newest Mass Effect game. So, I'm I'm really curious as to why they aren't bringing Dragon Age. I, like, I I have to think that they're saving it for a future like games conference. But I like the only thing I can think of other than this is going to be like uh, PAX East, which is going to be... Or is PAX East the one that's coming up, or is it PAX West that's coming up? PAX West, I believe. Okay, so yeah, I have to imagine that like maybe they're saving these other trailers for PAX East, but I honestly, maybe they're saving them for E3 next year. It could be. It could be. We don't know just yet. Um. Well, I'm sorry if you were super excited to hear about that. Um. On the other hand, uh, I still hate EA. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And uh, hey, Zach, when are you going to be getting in on Mass Effect? Um, I won't be unless it goes on sale for like 20 bucks. But uh, my backlog just got cleared. And you said you have how many hours? Uh, Well, I mean, I have 315 hours into Mass Effect Legendary Edition. But the thing is, hold on, hold on. That is across all three games. And and I did three playthroughs on every game except for Mass Effect 3 which I have stopped on my second playthrough right at the very end because I don't know if I can emotionally handle doing it again. Oh, well, you hear that, Zach? It's only 30 hours of playthrough. If you do everything, like I did on every playthrough. Yeah, I um, I just beat Dark Souls. And so I'm going to play, like, Hello Kitty Island Adventure for a little bit and just kind of regain my confidence. <laughs> I, need, I need something nice and chill saying Zach saying I just beat Dark Souls is my version of have I told you about my PC I just beat Dark Souls (laughs) oh well we've also got a little bit more exciting news on the Star Wars front coming up in this next article mind if I take this yeah go for it all right this one's coming to us from Game Informer um, from one Miss Leanna Rupert Uh, This is basically saying that Bioware reveals new Star Wars, the Old Republic expansion with Legacy of the Sith. So getting into the article, Bioware has revealed its newest expansion for Star Wars, the Old Republic with Legacy of the Sith. The new expansion kicks off the game's 10 year anniversary and will give players a brand new story to enjoy more end game missions, character upgrades and more. Here's our first look at what's going down this year. Okay. I did not know that they were still doing shit for the Old Republic. What? I am also on this. Um, what? Well, so let's be real here. Like, Star Wars The Old Republic didn't quite hit the mass audience that Bioware was hoping for when they released an MMO. Like, this game was super heavy, heavily promoted before it got released. And I, I wanted the initial audience was there for it and loved it but i think you really hit this point where you ran out of stuff to do in the game kind of quickly and Mm -hmm. so it wasn't able to retain an audience but similar to guild wars 2 they just keep pumping out content for this game and like for the community that's still there on it 
honestly, it's great that they just keep getting this stuff to play. I mean, I I appreciate that, you know, they're not just like abandoning it after it didn't quite get received as they thought it would. I'm more surprised about it than anything. It's because like if they're still releasing stuff for it and they've been perpetually doing that, this is certainly the first I'm hearing of that. And I'm kind of in the same boat where, like, I'm surprised, even a little dumbfounded, but at the same time, happy for anybody that was loyal enough to stick with this game for all that time. So that is cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I am like just <laughs> I'm in the strong debate that, like, no MMO is ever going to be as good as WoW off the bat because WoW has 20 plus years of changes to make it better mostly worse at this point um, true and so it's not <laughs> fair for like mmos to be compared to that because like they just got started like it took wow a long time to get the quality of life that it had and kind of destroyed um and so yeah i'm just like this is cool i, I feel bad for bio like where that it wasn't as successful as they were envisioning but obviously they still got a cause because they're updating it so whoa but yeah i'm also like wait what well, and also, I mean, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a part of it, but Star Wars The Old Republic used to be a like subscription-based MMO, like you pay X amount per month to play, and they went free-to-play some years back. And I, I mean, I don't know how that well that did for the player base, but my point in bringing that up is I wonder if this is going to be out for those free-to-play players or if this is, like, this is just for the people who are subscribed that's a good question i don't really know they don't they don't really give any information in the article from what i saw but let's check the website here i don't know something to keep an eye on if you're if you're into you know free to play mmos zach so <laughs> so Chaz, how are you gonna actually give this a try too i'm gonna be honest i probably won't but it's not because it doesn't look good but it's more because i i played this game back when it first came out and i got my fill of it and honestly i'm not an mmo guy i i can't grind ironically says these those 14 playthroughs anyway jp <laughs> that's not that's not grinding that is fun no you know what i do not like mmos that much either i don't like feeling like i'm grinding for nothing and I know, Zach, I know exactly what you're about to say, and it is for nothing. <laughs> Rude. Uh, Legacy of the Sith what? is what the expansion is called, <laughs> and it's free to all subscribers and launches holiday 2021. I think subscribers is exactly what you're getting at, Jez. All right. All right. Well, good to know. I mean, it's honestly, it's still a good game. I enjoyed the few months I got out of it. It was worth the money I paid. Well, there you go. All right. Should we move on to the next thing? Yeah, this one's uh, a bit more... I don't know if I should say controversial. I mean, about politically heated, I should say. Politically heated. I'm about it. So since you're the one who wants to give it the more delicate touch, Peaches, would you like to read it? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, give it a whirl. So, I'm insulted, but I understand. Kelsey, G- <laughs> oh, Zach, did you want to get on this one too? I mean, oh no, I, I don't nah, want to steal your you thunder. You're, you're the Gamer.com reader. I'm ready to hear it. All right. So, yeah, as Zach said, this is coming to us from thegamer.com and it's by George Foster. Um, Guilty Gear Strive update to remove references to Taiwan, Tibet, and Mongolia and its latest lore. Latest update to Guilty Gear Strive has removed references to uh, those countries or nations mentioned 
in its in-game encyclopedia. As reported by Kotaku, the update was made a week ago, but only recently found its way over to Re uh, Reset Era. In a post by user AAK, the update was seemingly rolled out in parts as some user reported that the glossary entries hadn't changed for them. The changes revolve around the glossary uh, entry title International Affairs After the Crusades, which discusses some of the world history in the Guilty Gear universe. Guilty Gear references several real-world locations despite being fiction, and some of those include Taiwan, Tibet, Korea, Singapore, Mongolia, Siberia, Uyghur... I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, which were all mentioned in within the glossary entry. So, that's, that's about all we need to get from the article. Um... I I do not like this. Um and to put it simply, it this this is dangerous kind of stuff because ugh, when you allow a country to dictate what the global audience is seeing, it I I find it gets a bit concerning, especially when that country is one that is specifically like not allowing these countries to be mentioned because of various uh, crimes being committed against them by the Chinese government. I'm not touching this. <laughs> I also, uh, you know, pledge my quietness. I've seen. I, I, I just. I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> We see this kind of thing a lot, like this kind of Chinese censorship, a lot in in uh, movies. Right off the bat, you can think of Doctor Strange when you know Marvel casted uh, Tilda Swinton um, instead of like a a Tibetan monk um, uh, to play the ancient one who is typically portrayed as a Tibetan monk. But you can't do that if you want your movie to be viewable to the Chinese audience, which is a very large market for movies. And so I understand that this move is clearly a business decision to maximize profits. However, it is scary to me that they have this much power over what we also see in media. Because, I mean, we, we are all aware of, like, you know human rights abuses that are being committed in China and uh, it's a bit worrisome that that reach also impacts us here in America in our media I mean it's I this isn't a political podcast but it has to do with gaming and he's got a point I know he has a point it's just so hard I, it's not that I don't see his points it's just such a touchy issue and let's just, I think we can end it with this, JP, because I, I see where you're in this. Let's just, hey, they're going to do what makes them the most money and doesn't get them in trouble. And, yeah. You know what I kind of like about America? I like a lot of things about America, but the one of the things I like is we're almost self-aware about how insane things always are around here. And there's no way to censor that. We're just always in the middle of the baloney. Just a huge pile of baloney all the time. I blame the internet. I blame the internet too. <laughs> like, I, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption right now, right? And what I love about Red Dead Redemption 
is the fact that it's not afraid to get into like the worst part of Americans like America's history. Like it's not a- afraid to like address racism and sexism and slavery and all the stupid awful people. Like it shows you front and center like this is what it used to be like around here. I really enjoy that. I mean, you could you could arguably say still like just for clarity, you could say that all of those things still. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're not yes, you're not wrong. But like it, the reason why it's important to showcase things that way is like because it, it's an honest view of what things in the world are were and are really like. And that's why I do agree with what you're saying, Peaches. But again, the reason why it's so hard to touch on subjects like this is because of how sensitive the subject matter is. And because what if Game Tea gets to China, boys? I want to <laughs> I want some of those sponsorships. Oh, honey, we are not getting to China. I've I have just single-handedly make sure we are not getting into China. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all our Chinese listeners. Next 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 article. Next article. Uh Zach, do yeah, you want Sony this one? Smells. This is the one he threw Wait. in. Sony yeah, smells. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, actually, Sony doesn't really smell. I, I love my PlayStation 5. Please sponsor me, Sony. Um, anyway, PlayStation has officially removed Japan Studio from its <laughs> list of studios. This is coming from VideoGamesChronicle.com, posted by Chris Scullion. Um, Basically, Sony has a list of its studios, and their Japanese-based uh, studio has been removed. Um, so, yeah. The Sony Japan uh, team was known for amazing games like Gravity Rush, Ape Escape, and our meme, our myth, our legend, the Knack series. Not Knack! If it's not Knack, who's it going to be, JP? Um, the good news, that's something before we like, have any discussion about this, is like they kind of knew this was happening. Uh, Jim Ryan was asked about it. He's like, eh, it's no big deal. But basically, everyone knew that it was kind of being dissolved, is what it sounds like, um, since April 1st. And uh, most of them have gone. I wonder why this is happening. Yeah, I, I also am curious, because I don't know either. I have a theory. Do you want to hear me out? Is it a game theory? Uh, no. Is it a tinfoil hat theory? No. I'm sorry. All right, so hear, hear, hear me out, hear me out. I think it's being dissolved because money. Okay. Money, money, money. <laughs> Tell me more, Mr. Krabs. Um, they probably are going to be saving money by dissolving the studio. That's good. Write that down. Write that down. Nah. <laughs> that's, that's a thinker. The reason why that's not a crazy theory is because... Uh, let's be brutally honest with PlayStation right now, and I say this as a big PlayStation fan. What is that studio contributing that's super like impactful for PlayStation. They made a Naxter piece, alright? I know you did not just say that. I love you. Anyways, that's my time, everybody. I'll be here next week. (laughs) My man. Ride the sunset. Explosions. I mean, give them explosions. So, I mean, the most recent game that I think is, like, super important is that it, like, the collaborations kind of contributed to the success of a few different games that I think are pretty important for PlayStation. One is Bloodborne. Uh, You have The Last Guardian. 
and obviously you have demon souls so but all of these are like quote unquote contributions from the collaborations and i don't really know then how much sony japan really did to contribute to these games i guess is the question my guess is like they were more on the minor side if like after the huge successes that each one of those games were they felt like they were able to you know successfully release or relieve sony of japan of their duties i don't know you think it's gonna be like some like pc thing that's gonna explode I don't know. That's the wild thing about this article is I just don't know like why this is happening or where they're going from here. They're going up, JP. They're going up. I guess. Doing something, that's for sure. It's doing something. Can't, can't do nothing. Okay, so hopefully the next piece of PlayStation news is better, right guys? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what, JP? Because this is such good news, I'd like you to take this double article. Wait a second. Pass. 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 Oh, well, he he said pass. All right, I'll I'll take over then. I'm just kidding. I can take it. Because I'm pretty... I'm a little irritated about this next piece of news anyway. I accidentally pressed a button on my keyboard. I wanted to make sure I didn't stop my recording. (laughs) Okay. So, this next piece is coming to us from Kotaku.com from one Mr. John Walker. I I don't like this article already. Sony charging devs at least $25,000 for PlayStation Store visibility. So, in a furious tirade on Twitter, independent games publisher Ian Garner of Neon Doctrine or Neon Doctrine has unleashed his frustrations with trying to publish games on a major games console. One he says that isn't made by Microsoft. During the spleen venting, he suggests that getting prominent promotion for a game from the platform holder requires spending at least 25 grand. According to financial figures we've had verified by another source, if it's Sony he's talking about, that can reach as high as $200,000. Without naming either Sony or PlayStation, British developer and publisher Garner details just how difficult he has found it to gain support, store presence, and even launch discounts when releasing games on the platform. Okay. So, he never said it was PlayStation directly. Right. Eh? But, you eh? know, it's, it, it, it's, good that you, it's good that you mentioned that. Because the second article mentioned Sony directly. And okay. confirms that it's Sony he's talking about. Well, but we're on the first article right now, so we'll stick with it. Okay, yes, you're right, you're right. Okay, no, keep trying, so baby, keep trying. That was from article number one. I know, I know, shut up. <laughs> and then the next article that's also coming from Kotaku, also written by John Walker, says, PlayStation is hard to work with, devs say. Uh, while Microsoft and Nintendo are far from perfect, Sony makes their lives most difficult. Wow, that's hard to hear because Nintendo doesn't make anything easy for anybody. <laughs> Wait a second, that's not true. I'll really ask those Splatoon game hey, people. You said anybody, <laughs> you were being all hyperbolic there. <laughs> okay, okay, fair, fair. All right, getting into the article here. After yesterday's industry-wide discussion of the cost of being visible on Sony's PlayStation Store, Kotaku has heard from multiple independent developers and publishers expressing similar frustrations and fury. There were two main responses to our article yesterday, highlighting one independent developer's frustration frustrations with working with Sony to sell games on the PlayStation Store. 
The first was a confusing number of people convinced that this was somehow part of an underground conspiracy to destroy Sony. The second was many indie game developers and publishers getting in touch to say that yes, wow, Sony are far harder to work with and sell games through than anywhere else. Huh. Yes. Um... I almost hate to say this, but I'm super not surprised. Sony is by this because this. they have the number one. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll save my piece. I'm sorry. I get all excited. No. Well, you were going in. You were going in the right direction there, actually, Zach. It's Sony is very candidly aware of the situation that we're currently in with the quote unquote console wars, if you can even call it that anymore. They know they have the market on like the games you know that's like playstation's big selling point is all the amazing games that they have to offer to players and i feel like because of that fact which they are well aware of and most people are as well too who have especially their wallets yeah precisely um i feel like they can get away with doing this without any sort of like repercussion which to be fair not even to be fair but honestly they kind of can, but it's super, super shitty to do to, to these indie developers. Because as much as I love PlayStation, I also really love indie games. And I like being fair and having like a fair playing ground for people to get attention if they've got a project that they feel like is super I mean, special. Like, so this is kind of heartbreaking to hear. What are you going to buy? God of War? It's on sale for 20 bucks, sometimes $10. Or Hades? I love both of those games. You might. Some people might say Hades. It's a great game. It's probably one of the best any games ever made, but it's going to be a very small percentage of population that would actually make that choice because God of War got that big money. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It really is a shame to hear that, like, I don't know, Sony is almost trying to keep these smaller developers down like this. I don't know. Peaches, what do you think? Honestly, what I took from like mainly this second article, I was like, I was kind of surprised at because when I first read this, first of all, I was like, oh, the sweaty Sony neckbeards are going to be pissed about this. And the second article confirmed that I have a neckbeard. Um, <laughs> you do well, after beating Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, it, it's required. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, but all, like I was surprised more at indie devs complimenting everybody but Sony. Like, there's a quote from the second article that's from an indie dev where he says, there's Nintendo who supports you, then Microsoft who supports you, then there is Sony who supports its own AAA machine and gives a fuck about everyone else. <laughs> that's that's about as blunt as you can get, but like, I was like, holy shit, Microsoft and Nintendo are supporting these guys? Damn, I thought everyone would be as callous as Sony, but apparently not. Nindy's my guy. I'm still convinced that Nintendo shut down the virtual console because of indies. That is a hot take that we're going to have to get into at a different time. Yeah, my tinfoil hat's on, baby. Let's do this. Zar isn't here. Zach's here to fill that role. I think the reason why Nintendo gets such a bad rep in this department this is, wait, this is, is because like people know that Nintendo never... You better connect this. I'm watching you. I'm connecting it, everybody. <laughs> I own a Nintendo Switch. I love my Nintendo Switch. I'm on team video games, okay? I'm on team video games. I'm just okay. saying. Okay, JP, tell me more. You, we literally own all the same consoles. Oh, I don't have an Xbox, but Which other you have a PC? That, you want to talk about our PCs? You never touch, you never touch your Xbox. So you might as well not even hey, own one. I have downloaded a lot of games thanks to Game Pass. 
And how many have you played? <laughs> I have started a lot. <laughs> there you go. I played Forza. I'm a car guy now, JP. Vroom, vroom, bitch. I would love to try Forza, but that's not what this is about. Anyway. <laughs> Come over, play Forza with me. I need friends. All right, what are you doing after this? I know it's 11 o'clock at night, but still. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so here was what I was going to say. I feel like Nintendo, the reason why I was immediately kind of like, wow, Nintendo's doing better than Sony in this department, is because Nintendo treats its AAA games so wildly, you know, where nothing ever goes on sale at all. And like, I, you know, it just almost seems like through other things that you hear through Nintendo, like the tournaments and kind of like the crummy things they do with, I don't know, people using their games and things like that and like ROMs or whatever. I figured they were going to be one of the more difficult guys to work with, but Zach is right in the fact that they have actually shown quite a bit of love to indie gaming. Hell, they even made like this smaller version of their Nintendo Direct that's dedicated specifically to indie games. Like, I guess if you think about it, Nintendo really is probably your spot to get indie titles. And then there's Microsoft, who I feel like is everybody's just cool older brother. You know, they're like, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll support you, man. Just we'll show you on the game store. It's cool. Just 29. Just living at home, which is funny because I'm 26 and leave it living at home. But <laughs> <laughs> now I have a I have a question, actually. Then this is for JP or Zach. Now, Nintendo is kind of notorious for their games never going on sale. Is this true for the indies as well? Or do like the indies actually go on sale? It's just like like actual Nintendo properties. From what I've seen, indies go on a much more consistent sale with better prices than any of their AAA games. I think it's just Nintendo's AAA games. Okay. Zach, what do you think? He's right. But that question was for me and you stole it and I'm sad. (laughs) <laughs> He's that for JP or Zach? She's she's well, Louise. I wanted one. So I guess in a nutshell, this really bums me out because I really I've been having such a good time with my PlayStation 5 and revisiting some of Sony's greatest games. And it really, really bums me out to see that they're treating indie developers whom I also love like this. You know, it I don't know. It does suck. Well, well, oh. <laughs> me and Zach are on the same wavelength at least in the in the way of saying well and I think I know where me and Zach yeah, were both going fight, but all right, no, you keep going. <laughs> I think I think I know where we're both going on the topic of indies no hey JP no is your girlfriend still playing Stardew Valley my girlfriend is still playing Stardew Valley she's having a great time she's not playing on a PlayStation is she all right wonderful that's that's all I wanted to know she is playing it on her PlayStation. Oh, no. Tell her. Tell her, JP. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that she can't do the, the chair trick to get into the secret woods early, but that's it's whatever. Guys, I think that's it for our half-baked takes. So it's time to get into some game releases and then get the heck out of here. Zach, you want to do game releases this week? I would love to. All right. First up, we have on July 9th, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. It's coming to Switch and later to PC. I think it's coming to 26th to PC. We don't care about that. It's coming to Switch first, July 9th. You get in or you get out. Woo! Oh, there's more games. Damn it. Okay, and then there's Curve Space coming to Nintendo <laughs> Switch. And then... On what date? Oh, did I say July 13th? I don't think I did. 
Okay, he on July thirteenth, Curve Space is coming to the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. And then I don't know what this game is. JP, do you know what this game is? Where the Heart Leads? PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four. What you think it's something that I would play just because it's got a weird indie title and has the word heart and yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like fun. And so with that, um, uh, are you guys excited for Monster <laughs> Stories too? Tell me you are. Um. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're leading us into the hype up game, which I have already given you an allotted one minute and forty seven seconds. Starting now, hype it up. <laughs> okay, so Monster Hunter Stories 2 is like Pokemon, but if Pokemon actually try to do something new. And uh, with that, um, there's a lot of cute little monsters, and you get to save the world with a big Rathalos, and it's a big dragon, but it's also like a dog. Um, and so if you like animals, you like Monster Hunter Stories 2. If you like Pokemon, you'll probably like Monster Hunter Stories 2. As long as you're over the age of seven, you can read, because there's a little bit of complexity to it, but it's not too bad. Uh, you came in well under your time, so uh, good job. Um, I don't job. know if shiny Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, shiny... Uh, monsters yet but uh there better be i feel like that's just an obvious tri- that's like an obvious addition to the game right like yeah i don't know i think so all right and that's gonna do it for this episode of half-baked takes guys that's a lot of news i'm depressed about most of it but that's, that's <laughs> sony <laughs> oh. most of it there's some i mean there was some good stuff for you in there sony got some devs and then you know, I, I couldn't let you be too happy walking away from this, so I made sure to throw that in. I feel like, why did you want me to be sad? I wanted you down here with the rest of us. Oh, I don't like it down here. It's cold. <laughs> I feel like SpongeBob in that weird episode where, like, he was at the bottom of that weird, like, cavern with all those weird fish and the balloon. Yeah, and all the people going... <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't like it. All right, so on Saturday, Czar is finally returning from his hiatus. He will explain to you where the hell he's been, and we are going to be doing another episode of Answering Gaming's Biggest Questions with some really great questions and some really good conversations. We actually already recorded the episode, to be honest with you, before we did this so that uh, Czar could get some sleep, but now it's time for the rest of us to get some sleep because I'm tired. What's sleep? So I mean, I'm going to go watch Big Hero 6, but yeah, you go you go sleep, I guess. Oh my god, I love that movie. How it's, great. It's definitely it's one of the better ones and I mean, it's got a hot amp. Cass? Aunt Cass? That's the one. Are you going to watch the movie or are you just going to keep rewinding to that one spot where she shows up? Well, I mean, let's be honest, the real stud of the movie is Baymax. I mean, right? Ooh. Oh, baby. What a hottie with a body. All right. Well, let's get out of here so Peaches can have a moment to himself. <laughs> oh, no. It'll be with people. Oh, good. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the podcast. And we'll see you in the next episode. You Did we just get our game tea? You, you just, just got yeah. your game tea. I think. Bye. <laughs> Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.